Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. We'll read them. Then we'll give you answers. You know it. I've got it. I've got the answer. The answer. You ask me. so late to the party, but do you know that Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts? Yeah. I know you know that, but I don't think the average person knows that. And I, I was watching the latest Mission Impossible, the one where he broke his ankle. Uh-huh. And it's cool to know he's actually doing that, even though it's hard to wrap your mind around it. But I'm yeah. like, I don't know. It, I, I don't watch other action movies and think like, no, not cool. Cause I know it's fake. Like it's a movie. I don't think it, it's cool, but I don't know that it really, other than- Making him feel super cool. I don't know. I don't know if it adds anything because we've had fake action for so long. Right. And I, it's, number one, it's like taking away a job from a stunt person. I mean, I'm sure, look, here's the oh deal. God, There's a stunt person on set to, to step in at any point. The job but it's was never like, there. The job well, was never there. I, I don't know. It just, and they, I'm sure it's like a lot to insure him, <sighs> but since worker. he produces his own stuff, it's like, maybe it's not a big deal. You're such but, a labor party advocate. Well, because also it's like, if he gets hurt, that- Shuts down production for everyone. Exactly. And then everyone has to like stop. But that's, he's also, as far as I hear, like a very generous guy who like is making sure that that's not affecting anyone. But I don't know. It just mm. seems like it's wasting everyone's time for him to kind of like play that's a what I'm game. Saying. Except for like when it did for six months and people, I mean, unless you're like paying people. I, the taking a job away. I mean, I could say that by doing this, I'm taking the job away from a real podcast producer by having you do it. And by having my coffee this morning, I took a job well, away I from mean, a barista. Give me a fucking break. It, he's never going to be Jackie Chan. I think there's something think so different. think he goes different. to bed at night? <laughs> there's something so different in Jackie Chan who started from the ground up, like doing his own stunts. Like there were always bloopers in his movie. He just is such a, I don't know. There's just something different in that skill to me than just like this guy that's like, I'm also going to do my own stunts. I mean, stunts. they're pretty remarkable. And Jackie Chan doesn't just do karate. He does like high karate. He does. Every, I mean, he's incredible. There's different levels of karate, and he does high karate. He's what is and high he, karate? It's a cologne. He's <laughs> it's a cologne from the '80s, I think. <laughs> I mean, look, Tom Cruise is a polarizing figure. Um, where's Shelly Miscavige? Okay, let's not make this about that. Um, but I was just watching. I was like, this is a super cool movie. It's also impressive because he's like 60, and he's doing all that work. But I just, I don't know. It's kind of. It's kind of like when I watch on Instagram, like people like, how'd this go from this to this? I'm like, I don't know. It's a clay earring that's really ugly that like nobody wanted. Like, I guess you're, yeah, of course you're an artist, but like, meh, I'm okay if that's made by a machine. Right. You don't need it. Although I yeah. am, 
I prefer that to like everything being CGI, practical effects, like the real people doing yeah, it. It makes it. such a difference. Sure. If you know it, I just assumed it was fake. And then Noah was like, no, he's really doing it. Also, you know what trend on TikTok really bothers me? Well, mm-hmm. the ones where they're like, the client's like, can you do it for cheaper? Like an, a cake maker. So they just show them like taking a box, throwing an egg in it and throwing flour in it. And I'm like, you're wasting an egg. Like you're wasting paint to like make this video. I hope it was worth it. Do you remember when, what did you think about when that mummy trailer came out for Tom Cruise's mummy? Do you remember this? No, I definitely, it's not, I don't mark my life. But the trailer came out by mistake. It was, had none of the music. It just had the SFX. And so it was just like him falling out of a plane, nothing, nothing, nothing. Ah, no. Like just those sounds and people, and it went viral because it was so insane. It was just people like, whoa, and no music, no nothing. A whole trailer An entire trailer. So then there was the second wave of people that are like, this was a publicity stunt. They purposefully released the wrong trailer because otherwise no one would have talked about this movie. Right, right. Which is some intern hit send and they're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of fuck. (laughs) We got some, I'm sure, bridesmaids questions to answer. We got to come up with some new segments. Hey, Eliza, Emily, Teeny, Snow Peach, and gang, wonder if I can get your input on something that has been bothering me particularly as of late. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Because you can hear in the back this like crunch noise. She's gnawing on like a piece of horn that I think I bought for her the day I got her and she slowly whittled it down. And she carries it around with her. At what point do you take the horn away? When she could choke on it. It looks like a wad of toilet paper. You get that marrow out? A little smaller and you're going to have to take it away. Because we don't want her to swallow it. It was a full elk horn. It was a six foot long elk horn when we got it. And now it looks like a rabbit foot, a wet rabbit foot. (laughs) All right. I work for a rural home health agency doing occupational therapy in the home. In the home. I often I, have to go into I used the, to have to stand outside. I often have to go into the homes of smokers, which I find disgusting, and oftentimes have to wear their toxic fumes to other clients' homes as the day goes on, making me self-conscious, thinking that they think I'm the one electively huffing on the nastiness. Mm. Anyway, I recently found out I'm pregnant and would like your advice on a good go-to line to politely ask my clients to not smoke in their home, at least while I'm on caseload, and especially not when I am physically right there in their home. Part of me feels like it's wrong to ask people how to live in their own home, but it's not safe for them or myself for a multitude of reasons, and I'm sick of it. I also don't feel like it's any other business to share with them that I'm pregnant. I feel like it's a violation of common courtesy. Any suggestions? You're being an unreasonable Karen and a bitch. People love cigarettes and you're standing in the way of their pleasure. Um, I think this just comes down to you might have to just not go to their homes. But it sounds like that's her job. I know, but Can your you- job is not to put yourself and your baby at risk. And any other job, by the way, if there were asbestos in the walls, but they don't care. If there was something hazardous going on, they would have to curtail that. Can you switch your some of these cases or is it like, yeah. I just, I think that you might have to reveal that you're pregnant to be like, look, because maybe that legally triggers something for for your bosses where it's like, we can't send a pregnant woman into the homes of there you smokers. Go. There you go. Also, they're going to know you're pregnant eventually. I grappled with this as well. I was like, how should I put off? But it's not, it's not like if I didn't tell anyone and then I booked a movie in December, I could do it because I'd be like fully pregnant. So I think there are things in- protecting you from revealing that. I don't know the state. Um, I think in Texas, if you reveal you're pregnant, they shoot you. Is that right? That's what I hear. And then make that fetus, someone has to keep it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, you should just reveal it. Another bigger fetus has to keep that smaller one. But I don't think it's gonna, you know, unless you're friends with these people, it's tough to be like, because it's not just the cigarette they had before. It's all the carcinogens in the air. So you might have to figure out a way to not go in those homes. Talk to your bosses before you talk to your clients, unless you do think that it will get you fired. In which case, before you talk to your bosses, look into the laws in your state for at-will employment. Emily loves this stuff. I love reading. Yeah. It is bullshit, though, as a woman, though, how much we think about, like, should I tell people? Are they going to treat me differently? Are they going to blow cancer into my mouth hole? Like, if I don't tell them that there is another smaller life, they'd be affected? Because who cares about my lungs? Oh, but every baby's precious, but you are fired. Good luck feeding that baby. You have to keep it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hey, why is Emily Chanfu and Gracie who may not exist? I'm a 38-year-old female. I'm a senior leader for a large grocery chain in the Eastern Midwest. Whoa, think, which one? Think Ohio, not Iowa. Shh. Hey, I'll think real hard on that. On that huge difference. I have worked with this company for 16 years, three years. Is it a Meyer? I don't know. Major? Three years in the storm currently at. My I'm, year. I'm always the first person to admit my mistakes and the last person to let another person fail. Eh. I'm a cheerleader for our brand and I try to go to work with a can-do attitude to provide every day. a positive role model. Lately, though, it seems like my exuberance fades as soon as I walk into the building. Yeah, you work in a grocery store. I'm finding it more and more difficult to change the negatives and positives because of the dynamic between my boss and me. My confidants often describe her as a Jekyll and Hyde, mm. which really does explain a lot. During minor issues, she always goes to the most extreme outcome or reaction and replies as though we're in a life or death situation. Over bananas? Really? With the number of customers and staff that pass through our door each day, this insanity can happen well over a dozen times in a shift. Anytime that new information has to be passed between us, she makes me feel like I'm wrong, stupid, or talks over me when I'm trying to ask questions that she is answer questions that she's asking, then tells me how great I'm doing in the same breath. Literally, great job, but that can't be right. It happens on the sales floor when customers and staff members are around because she cannot wait the 40 steps till we get to our office. She'll say things like, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I think I will. And I'm not mad, but when she clearly is mad. I pass it off as her having poor tact, ride it out till she's gone or I'm moved to another posting, but it happens to other department managers and even our brand new staff as well. It's exhausting. She does do nice things for people sometimes, whether it be buying gifts for people who are having babies, checking up on people who are sick. I believe that she cares at some level about the staff and wants to su- succeed, but she has no real concept of how insensitive and rude she comes off. Oh, sounds like me. What can I do to keep my smile and go get her attitude in the world that she creates? And do you have any ideas on how to bring it up to her without the outcome being that I quit or get fired? I don't know. She sounds kind of like the way I operate sometimes, <laughs> and I wonder if Emily should answer this question. <laughs> I think it's... Here's the thing. If it's like Eliza, this person is saying these things to you and then has moved on from it while you're still agonizing over what it could have meant or <laughs> did I do a bad job or the like it yes. sounds like- You always do a bad job. Sounds like this person like says these things. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you screwed up. Oh, you're the best. Oh, you And then just moves on. And I don't know. It sounds like because you're having all of these little tiffs 18 times a day yeah. that you are close enough that you yeah. should bring it up to her again. It doesn't sound like a tiff. It sounds like explosion that she withstands. Also, when I call you the worst person I know, that's not it's the, from love. No. <laughs> Top 10. The boss currently doesn't understand being diplomatic. Yeah. And I, I, it just, it's not attainable. Like you can't do that 12 times a day. You can't feel like you're screwing up your job if you're not. I think it's worth just sitting down and being like, look, I've worked here a while. Like you're my boss. I respect you. Yeah. I need to find another way for us to communicate. Yeah. You And just be like, or I might have to like go. I think also like you're a valuable employee and just be like you in the same breath will tell me I'm the worst and then like scold me in front of people. Like, all I ever want to do is a good job, and so I'd love to find a way to communicate this so that 
we can, you know. Yeah, can we have like 15 minutes at the end of the day where we talk about where things you just that you, scream at me? Just scream. There you go. Yeah, it's tough because I think she's not thinking about it. It's it's not affecting her. She's not like, oh, what a bad employee. She just moves on. You but know what then you should do? Mad once again, like she has the memory of a goldfish. Just get a little emotional, and she'll be like, oh my god, and you'll be like, I'm fine. And then just get really cold, and she will be like, oh my god, what can I do? And you can be like, you stop being a giant bee. It's hard because we don't work there and we don't really know if you are doing a good job or if she, like, I don't know the people, but you're, it's always worth standing up for yourself if you're a consistent employee. Yeah. You can be like, look, I show up on time. I always do this. I always do this. I love working here and I want to continue to love working here. And I feel like you don't, res- it, like it's showing a disrespect or if there's something I'm doing wrong, I want to hear that. But if I'm always being told I'm doing something wrong and it's minor, it starts to make me feel like maybe I shouldn't Builds be at this up. job. Yeah. Just say that. Let her know that you might quit because she might need you more than you realize. Someone's got to stock the Lunchables for when Emily visits When I come Iowa? into the miser. Miser. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even like the third time she does it in a day, she's like, you, you'd be like, hey, you've already got mad at me three times a me. day. What's the yeah, What's going on here? What's this really about? You put your hand on her neck directly under the jaw bones and you push her against the Pillsbury toaster strudels and you go, hey, cool it. You've got to cool it. And you like do it right in the in the cold section. That's not like, where the cool. toaster strudels yeah, are, they're frozen. is it? What do you think? They're just rotting on the shelves? Yeah. Fresh. All right, that's why they're better than Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Didn't I try doing that to you at some point? Maybe. Maybe making making you make that sound. A long time ago. You remember. You probably wrote it down. You're going to sue me. <laughs> that in my suing journal. You love suing people. <laughs> I've never sued a one. Yeah, you're building it up. Building yeah. up a case. Hi, Emily and Eliza. About three years ago, I started going to a hairdresser and have been very happy with her work. For what? Oh, your hair? Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> She's consistently done a great job and is generally very pleasant to spend times with. Uh-oh. Time with. We've become friends on Facebook, and the more I've gotten her, the more I've learned about her. Less hair I have. Most notably, she is a MAGA pro-Trump QAnon member. Then the pandemic came, and she was allowed anti-masker. The vaccines came, and surprise, surprise, she's allowed anti-vaxxer. She's doing your hair without a mask on? As Well, as for myself, I've been a nurse for 18 years, and when the vaccines rolled out, I was a little skeptical. I did a ton of research on how they work, how they were developed so quickly, how well they were tested, even finding and reading the report Pfizer submitted to the FDA for emergency use. Oh. Authorization, Fun. real bad. All read. before deciding to get it. Her Facebook page has become very irritating, as you can imagine. I've had to unfollow her to keep from biting my tongue at every quack theory she posts about. But the most hurtful. No, you don't keep from biting your tongue. You are biting your tongue. You uh-huh. keep from releasing your tongue. But the most hurtful are the ones that I perceive as victim shaming people that have died following vaccination and or have had breakthrough COVID oh cases. My God. Get your hair cut somewhere else. I want to believe I can have people in my life that you believe can't. different things. I'd no. hate to limit the people that surround me to only pro-mask, pro-vax, white, Christian. You Smart, get the picture. science believing I feel people. like because the quality of her work is superb, to stop going to her would be akin to discriminating her for her beliefs. However, wow. I dread the idea of returning to her and giving her my business as she's so vocal against the science and evidence my profession is built on. What about I can't your decide oh my God. if I'm being oversensitive and discriminatory or if I should take my business to someone who isn't a public health menace. What's your take on this? P.S. Hurry, my roots look horrible. Okay, dude, first of all- You can't go- You can't go back. Look, <laughs> discriminating, people are too sensitive. I'm discriminating. I got strawberry ice cream. You're discriminating. Your beliefs end 
as well as your rights and at your neighbor's nose. Your belief in Jesus, someone else's belief in Allah, and I think they also believe in Jesus, someone else's belief in Buddha should only be in within their own control and it shouldn't extend into putting uh, a fatwa out on someone or killing in the name of Christ or setting someone on fire or whatever, okay? My belief in anything should be a doctrine that I follow and I don't put that on anyone else. I believe in being pro-choice and I want you to be pro-choice. If you want the abortion, I want you to be able to get it. And if you want to keep the kid, I want you to be able to have that option as well. And she's taking away that, her belief is taking away choices from others by willfully spreading a disease. She's getting other, she's advocating for other people getting sick and being mean about it, okay? This isn't about different opinions on taxes or religion or civil rights. This, she is fundamentally wrong because this is science. It's math. It's very black and white, okay? Um, you vote with your dollar. So she's, what is happening over there? I'm in the middle of an impassioned speech. You're trying to figure out how a water bottle works. What are you doing? It's making a sound. You use it every day. out of it if it's serving a sound. You vote with your dollar and- She's making money off you. You can get your roots done somewhere else. I promise you. Some, just do a little bit of research. Find somebody else. There's no way she's this magical. I have a relative who stopped seeing a brilliant, it's actually funny that you're saying this, a brilliant colorist uh, in her town because he was anti-mask. We have to show people, hey, you're being an idiot. We have to show people like science matters to us. So you're contributing to her being able to make a living. You wouldn't, some people don't eat at Chick-fil-A because they are like, they support anti-gay causes. Like you vote with your dollar. It's her right to exercise her opinion and it's your right, which you should, you know, fully get into to not patronize this person. The problem is don't go to her because you're going to get, you could get you sick. Could also it's get not COVID. safe. Don't go to someone where you're not going to be safe. You know, it's one thing if your hairdresser's like, I just love Jesus. I love telling people about Jesus. Like, I guess it's not hurting anyone if that's all you're doing. She's advocating for the spreading of an illness. And she's making, I mean, making fun of people who got it. I mean, that's just a shitty person. But you're this, it's a kind of a female thing. Like, I want to make sure I've got cool people in my life that are diverse. You can. And they can also be smart enough to understand science. Mm. The result, the votes are in. Vaccines win. This is no, this is like a flat earther. Like this is somebody who has a fundamental flaw in their thinking, who hasn't been touched by this, deliberately ignoring it. By the way, if you comment, on this podcast saying you don't agree with the politics, you're sick of the politics. We know that you are just we know you're anti-science. It's scary how many people are like weirdly anti-mask because of some like weird way they equate it with their rights, but they don't care about other people's rights. Right, that it's become a political thing. I mean, it's the same that people are like, you can't make me wear a mask, but I can tell you what to do with your baby. Exactly. It's or so insane. Or your body. It's like how environmentalism became political. I'm like, do you not want to be on this planet? Yeah. Elon Musk is not taking you with him to Mars. No, you're not. And somebody that makes $150,000 is not the enemy. Like that person is closer to you than the person who makes $10 billion that you don't want to be taxed. Yeah, this is all fully insane. Anyways, stop seeing her. I'm usually not the person to say that, but we've just reached a boiling point here. We're like, our lives are forever going to be changed and miserable. Like our way of life that anyone knew, you know how I can tell that everything's over and changed forever? The amount of nostalgia accounts on Instagram. 
millennials, elder millennials, we're all just like posting like, remember malls? Remember KB toys? Like we all just want a hug from our moms and like the warm glow of TGIF because the only warm glow right now is all the forests on fire. And don't spend time with someone's face next to your face who doesn't believe in science. She's going to get you sick and then she's going to laugh at you when you Mm -hmm. die. But it's a good thing you got your roots colored. Well, she maybe hasn't. Maybe she hasn't. (laughs) Find someone new. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Hot Toddy, and the Little Snow Beach. Love your podcast. And I saw you're taping in Nashville. I have a question, update, and idea for a podcast segment. My question is about a friend who seems judgmental about my current relationship. Is it with a hairdresser? No. I got things to say. I'm female, 32, dating a male, 34, and we moved in together two months ago. Everything is going great, and our friends and family are happy and supportive, but I have one friend who is giving me a hard time. Rock hard. She lives in another state, so we don't have to be around each other too much if we don't agree. We've been friends since college, about 13 years. The other day, she was asking if he's popped the question yet, and I told her we're thinking about getting engaged early 2022 since we got together March 2021. She said that means we would have a short engagement since we're waiting so long. I can't do that math. A whole year, (laughs) heaven forbid. A year. To get engaged. I was really taken aback by this comment. We both want to get married within a year of getting engaged. My friend, boyfriend, and I all grew up in the South with conservative Christian family, so her comment probably was a result of that. But she's lived with a boyfriend out of wedlock long before getting married. Well, that's what it is. That's what she's projecting on you. And we have other friends who have done so without her saying anything like that. Mm. I'm trying to figure out what to say to her. It's been a few weeks that we've barely talked because it made me so mad. She's also a very controlling person in general. How do I handle this without losing my friend? Here's if you lose your friend. <laughs> she sounds awful. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, She's really in tears. Here's what it is. This is the honest truth. She's really not happy with the way her life has gone. She wishes this guy had asked her to marry him. So she's projecting on you what she wants for herself. Oh, and from the highest light, maybe she's like, hey, don't make the mistake I made where like I just stuck around. Um, but I think those are the feelings. I think it's less about like being mad at you or whatever. I think you also don't need to be defensive about it. Be like, this is what works for us. And if she pushes you on it, you can always say like, what's this really about? You know? And there, I wonder if there's a tactful way to be like, you. did you say to her like you've lived with Travis for several years? You know, I. you're not getting to the root of what this is. Yeah, and if she's just generally controlling, she's just talking. It probably doesn't mean anything. I doubt she's judging you. She's just saying things so that she feels like she's right. Exactly. So there's something else going on there. So either have a real come to Jesus or perhaps you've outgrown this friendship. Yeah. (sighs) We get a sound effect for like, dump her. And that would just be the whole podcast. The Mortal Kombat, finish him. Dump her. Just the whole time. It's a video game. Update. I wrote in about a haunted mirror a while back. Haunted this mirror? must have been ages ago. We didn't burn it, but it is wrapped up and stored in the garage with a mirror side facing the wall. We haven't had any issues with it since moving it there. I hope that helps if anyone else has experienced something similar. I don't remember this one, but I that's feel so funny. familiar from like years ago. I can't believe they didn't recap the story. You said update as if we've I been love like haunted mirror. for years. Like what's going on with that mirror? If you have a haunted mirror, put it in the garage. Smash it. <laughs> No, that's bad. What? Definitely don't smash it. What are you that talking could about? Something bad. What? If you think your mirror's haunted, don't smash it's it. It's hot sand. There's no like gateway to another dimension. Well, then you don't think it's haunted and it's not a problem. Well, there you go. Because you know the only people that get possessed? Catholics. So don't be Catholic and you won't get possessed. You ever think about that? Nobody thinks about that. 
You don't see a lot of Jews and Buddhists getting possessed. No, it's only Catholics. Isn't it crazy that there are certain diseases that are like only in Japan where people think like a fan, like fan death and they don't what? leave their fans on at night because it could kill you. Just like these oh. certain things that are very, what you, very- like, What do you mean kill you? Like people have died and they think it's because of their fan. What do you mean? Like, like they choked on the fresh- no. like maybe, yeah. Like there's just these like specific things where only certain cultures actually quote unquote die of something. I think it's psychosomatic, but I also believe that the Japanese believe it. It's probably going to become a reality very soon. Like they just, they just see things differently. I'm sure a lot of people here have died from fan death and we just don't know it because we eat a bunch of garbage and all have cancer. So probably it's probably that. Yeah. But it was actually the fan. Mr. Fan in the study with the fan blade. Podcast idea. I would but love cool, it. If- good, on, good for you for keeping that haunted mirror. <laughs> You got to do what you got to do. Love it if you had a culture corner segment where you talk about books, artists, fancy food, maybe self-care tips. As an example, Shalyn Lester had a video a while back where she talked about Anna Karenina and also had caviar and discussed different ways to serve it. Yes. Since travel is difficult and expensive, it was fun to have a little taste of Russian culture. Thank you so much for brightening my week with your podcast and comedy. That's very cute. Okay. That is really cute. Here's culture corner. I'm currently holding a Baccarat weighted crystal glass. We could do a culture corner. I'll get called out for being elitist. Yeah, I think people are going to be like, no. I mean, look, you report no. back when you go places. Okay. Here's you some- can do a culture corner right now. This is not okay. going to be a regular segment. Here's my culture corner because I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. On my desk, because I was using it in a, a Zoom pitch, mm-hmm. I have a glass and it is, uh, when you get married or when you want to buy something nice for yourself, the key is weighted crystal. Okay. That's the difference uh, between like a nice glass for liquor versus just like a glass from the kitchen. Baccarat makes them. Uh, there's also like Waterford, which is like a little bit older, sort of older rank and file. A weighted crystal glass, when you hold it, you feel the weight of it in your hand and it feels like you're sitting in a study and it kind of honors the alcohol. Weighted cut crystal. That's what you want to register for when you get married. Mm. And that's what you want to buy yourself if you're going to drink any liquor with ice in it because it just makes it all that more sophisticated. Don't dump it into a mini barrel and go chugging out of a 7-Eleven cup. Weighted crystal baccarat. Cut crystal glass. Culture corner. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. No mixers. No mixers in your We'll do vodka glass. soda out of them sometimes. And use them often. Don't just save them. That's my big culture tip. Mm. Use your nice things often. Mm-hmm. I can't have it right now, but it's tasty time. Do you see that article about how people are mad that caviar is becoming more- um, Accessible? Yeah. You know, we did this event and they the guy sponsoring it had like a truffle company and it was like, we want to make truffles accessible to everyone. And they're probably like, it's less truffle in like salt. So the truth is you only need a little bit of truffle to flavor something. And actually mm-hmm. a lot of, Noah told me this, a lot of oils that you buy at a grocery store- are not are like truffle oil, but they're made with like synthetic truffle or truffle essence. It's not actual truffle. Mm-hmm. I believe that people should have access to things, but I also believe that like things that are expensive that are made well should cost more. Yes. And that's what you aspire to. That's why you want to make money versus just staying at a lower price point because things can be nicer. And like people get mad at like Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's like, yeah, well, some people want those things. It's no, your dollar isn't any less valuable because you have more of them. 
You know, if you're deliberately hunting a a rhinosaur, a rhinoceros, you're a piece of shit. But if you want to buy like a more expensive face cream and have a better experience and you're willing to pay for it, that's okay. Not everybody who wants something nice is a dick. It gets really exhausting because if we all could afford goop products, we would. Yeah. Yeah. And people should be paid fairly for their labor and work, Mm -hmm. et cetera, that goes into creating these, you know, like a lot of the time you see people that... Like if somebody makes blankets and you'll see, because I follow like the Choosing Beggars subreddit, somebody will make a blanket. It takes you 40 hours to make a blanket. You want to be paid not only for that time, but the experience that you have, the tools that you have, the yarn and be able to be like, I'll pay you $10 because I could get a blanket at Walmart. And it's like, well, that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's kind of, it's, but that's also, you know, the person who wants to buy that at Walmart that's what the, right. like, that's and you what can have a blanket afford. and you can totally. be warm. It's and it's all a about different thing. Expecting more. Like if I buy a first class ticket, I'm not an asshole because I'm mad if the seats don't recline. Like you paid for an experience. If you paid for your family to go to Disneyland and like Goofy wasn't wearing pants that day, you'd be like, I paid for this experience. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, you don't have to be a dick, but you're allowed to be upset when you don't get what you paid for. It doesn't make you a Karen. Or Kevin. <laughs> right. I like things being more accessible, but that doesn't mean that top tier options have to be done away with. Correct. But why can't there be more tiers to things? There That's could be great. More, yeah. uh, by the way, it, it there can be anything as long as somebody's willing to pay for it. The market mm-hmm. dictates. Yeah. I always say that with like comedy. It's like, you can go do comedy. You can be terrible, but if people are willing to buy it, yeah, then you have, I can't begrudge you that. Yeah. So it's all about what are people willing to pay for? People are willing to shell out thousands of dollars for a Louis Vuitton duffel bag that's going to last you and probably outlive your children. Mm-hmm. And you're willing to pay for that quality and the name. But that doesn't mean that you should be able to afford like a Costco brand duffel bag if you needed it. Yeah. So I guess people are afraid like it takes the sheen off of something that's nice. But like things that are nice will always be nice. They're not like letting anyone into the Four Seasons to like take a dump in the lobby. I would love to. You probably could. There's no... There's no law. What's somebody really going to do to me? If you took a dump in the lobby of the Four You seasons? see those videos of like there was that guy who was yelled at for being at like a Dairy Queen and not wearing a mask. So he started peeing all over the counter. Like what's someone going to do? That's your hairdresser. Do you, do? you call the cops. I mean, yeah, you call the cops and the cops come and the cops are like. Ugh. It's actually assault. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you could be charged with sex crimes. There you go. So welcome know. to Culture Corner. <laughs> I'm sorry I took Culture Corner in this direction. You know what? It's a tangential show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. <laughs> Hello, lovelies of Ask Eliza Anything. Whoa. I have a toxic father-in-law issue I need help with. 
My father-in-law, Bill, and his wife moved in with us at the beginning of the year. My biggest issue is his treatment of my son. Bill doesn't like when my three-year-old is loud or runs around. He's said in the past what a bad kid my son is because he doesn't listen or talks back. He's three and still learning. No, you're pretty much done at three. That's it. (laughs) How much does does a three-year-old can't say sentences, right? I have no idea. I feel like they, I don't know. Things came to a head a week or so ago when he told me he was going to pop my son in the mouth if he talks back again. When I told him no and dismissed him when he said that's how he grew up, he got pissy and has given me the silent treatment all week. He ignores my son who doesn't understand why grandpa is ignoring him. Then he went to drink at his white's only water fountain. (laughs) Yeah. Since then, my husband and him have gotten into it over his treatment of us in general attitude. My husband has told him to leave, but they're still trying to find a place. How do I deal with them in the interim? That's rough because he's like unleashed the mama beast in you. Like- you're like, it's a, if I hit my kid, it's okay, but you can't do it. First of all, he's not going to hit your kid. He's not going to do it. He threatened it. He's not going to do it. Second of all, um, it's your home and that's your child. And what's important is that your child feels safe. Yeah. Your kids just remember like grandpa was mean. Yeah. And it is tough to be around a child. And I doubt he was like father of the year. And also it was a different time. It was a different time. And the way you see parenting is forever etched in your mind is like the way to do it. It was a different time. You need to make sure that your kid feels comfortable. Yes. And safe. And that's really all that matters. And I'm sure you feel that way already. So it's tough because you can't kick them out. But also your husband needs to be interjecting more. And it sounds like- Male energy versus male energy. Is, but yeah. I mean, you just, like, he doesn't get to have any right in how you treat your children. He is a guest in your home. It is not, never fun to deal with someone else's kid, especially a screaming kid or a loud kid, especially when you're older. But he is a guest in your home. Um, the other side is maybe your kid, look, I don't know. Maybe your kid is out of control. Like maybe your kid is disrespectful. I think sometimes too, like parents, uh, kind of go like ear blind to it because you hear it all the time. But the big thing, the big thing for that, that for me is that she's not bringing her kid to his house. Right. He is it's staying in her house yeah. because he needs to find a new place. Like you might just the have kid to can do whatever he wants in his house to it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, I don't know, but let's say your kid is a monster. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, what matters, like I'm sure the grandpa has some decent lessons and you could even say to him, like, we'd love you guys to have a relationship and to uh, and to convey those lessons to our child. But right now he's afraid of you and this is negative. So in order to get to a place where we're all getting along, I'm going to have to draw a strict boundary. Like I will, like you will not speak to him that way or yeah. you can get the fuck out. And again, he's three. And so it's like at three, what do you, you don't know. Like you're, somebody tells you not to do something. You're like, okay, like yeah, what do you. That's a huge disconnect. Yeah, that's a huge divide. So, I mean, I don't, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking him right in the eye and being like, you can find somewhere else to live. You will not speak to my son that way. Like just put the fear of God in him, bop him right on the nose. Yeah, you pop him in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, see how he likes it. That's rough. Yeah. It's rough for everyone. Yeah. That poor kid is just like, Grandpa. Grandpa's like, I'm going to hit you. He's not going to do it. Hopefully. That's rough. <laughs> Anonymous. Although, uh, I'm going to save that one for threatening you later. To pop me? Pop you. <laughs> right in the touch. You would never. I would never. You would never. I think I touched you, even in an affectionate way, like twice. I mean, you touch me. My, I touched your arm. Yeah. You, you said wouldn't I touch could. my face is what I'm no! saying. No, I wouldn't yeah. touch anyone. I wouldn't touch my own face. I wash it with sticks <laughs> in a haunted mirror. <laughs> I know where the things are. That's how you get haunted. 
Anonymous. I am a 30-year-old female. One of my oldest friends is getting married in October. She's like 90. <laughs> I already have <laughs> I already have mixed feelings about the marriage because it's rushed, but that's besides the point. Oh, is that the Okay. I am vaccinated and found out about a month ago that virtually all of the people attending, including both brides, are unvaccinated. This particular group of people have been the worst throughout the pandemic, going to bars and Wait, clubs. I'm sorry. Can we recap? Your old friend is getting married. One of my oldest friends is getting married. And you are vaccinated and she is unvaccinated. Her, the other bride, and all the guests are unvaccinated. What do you mean the other bride? Are so they I lesbians? It's, oh, I okay. assume it's lesbians. What do you mean two women? <laughs> sorry. And this group of people have been going to bars and clubs, so et cetera, throughout the pandemic. unvaxed lesbian wedding. Yeah. Okay. I'm not just a guest invited to the wedding. I'm supposed to be in it. I don't know how to tell my friend that I'm not comfortable going to her wedding. It's on the smaller side, 40 to 50 people, but recently changed from outdoors, which I was okay with, to an indoor ceremony. I don't want to feel anxious the entire time at this wedding. Any advice on what I can say to her? I thought about wearing a mask, but I'm sure she doesn't want me masked in wedding photos. Thank you. Also, here's the thing, guys. Your mask more so protects other people from you. So if everyone else isn't wearing masks, those particles are coming at you. We as science believing people have to get just as comfortable with imparting our truth on the unwashed, unvaxxed masses as they are with imparting their truth. They're very comfortable getting in my comment section in your face telling you you're a piece of shit, don't wear a mask. We should be just as comfortable saying, oh my God, there's something wrong with you. Do you need medical assistance? Do we need to commit you? We should be just as comfortable, not necessarily shaming them, but asserting how you feel. Yes. Those are their rights so far. Mm -hmm. And they are very proud of that. And you need to be just as strongly imbued with your sense of self and rights. So you say to your friend and you don't question, you don't feel bad. She should be embarrassed. Let me just make this clear. She should feel very bad. I get that not everybody lives in like a deep blue bleeding place like Los Angeles where the the vaccinated are the majority or at least those of the most that are pro-science are for the most part. I don't know. Pandemic still hit us pretty hard. Um, so you just simply say, I am vaccinated. I believe in this. And since the majority of your guests are not and it will be indoors, I am uncomfortable attending. Yeah. And that's all you have to say. It doesn't have to do- You don't have to explain yourself. Yeah, it doesn't have anything, doesn't have to have anything to do with your quote unquote judgment of them. It comes down to your safety. This is a super spreader event waiting to happen of people drunk, dancing, inside, unvaccinated, with Delta. It is unsafe. You would not get in a car with someone who is driving drunk. That's it. You will not go to this wedding. Unacceptable. And you know what? The other, I was in Las Vegas uh, and a bunch of my, and my parents came and a bunch of their friends came and one of the people's friends came. My, we were outside and she came up and she was drunk and she was just talking and talking and she's so close to me. And I just grabbed my mask and I just put it on and she actually like looked at me weird. And I said, it's not you, it's me. That's all I said. Yeah. I have to explain myself or say, yeah. I didn't even say sorry. No. And she was like, I'm vaccinated and I'm tested. I was like, don't care. It doesn't matter. It's very, it doesn't matter. And it was uncomfortable to do it, but I was like, "What's what do I care about more? This person feeling comfortable in the moment or me getting sick? Yeah. You have to put your personal safety over others' comfort. 
Uh, I had relatively mild COVID. I still, my favorite foods taste and smell like garbage because it's months and months later. It will probably continue for months and months. We have to, like I said, (laughs) be just as comfortable asserting our safety Mm -hmm. values as they are inserting their bullshit point of view. So you don't apologize. You can say like, hey, I'm sorry, but you don't equivocate. You just say exactly what I told you. I'm trying not to repeat stuff on the podcast because when I listen back, I'm like, wow, I said the same thing six times. Well, and hopefully your friend, you guys are really close and and you can say how much you love her, but that this is, you can't put your safety Absolutely. at risk. Absolutely. And That's she it. will understand to, that if she is a good friend. I have to do my part. Be like, we have gotten past the threshold. This is a full-on pandemic and mm-hmm. I need to be on the right side of history. Yeah. I will see you at your funeral. <laughs> Kick it. <laughs> Hello, Eliza, Emily, and the tiny snow peach. This question is She's simple. She's so... This is from Yazzie29. I feel like everywhere I go, I've been bombarded with pumpkin spice everything and Halloween this and that. And I Already? feel like we do this every year. It's, well, hold on. We'll talk about September it. because. 1st. And I'm sitting here like, it's only August 1st. Let me enjoy the rest of my summer in peace before I have to go into the throes of a deep, dark Minnesotan winter. No, I'm not a nurse. When do you think is an appropriate amount of time to start hearing about pumpkin spice, pumpkins, and all things Halloween? Now, real quick, because what you said about the nostalgia, I think is so interesting because I am seeing, I've been seeing so many tweets and posts excited for Halloween. People are so excited for Halloween, like in August, excited for Halloween. And I think it comes down to this, like we've all been locked inside. We want something comforting. It's like exciting. It's fun. It involves masks. We're only doing it because we can't get excited for Christmas yet. Yeah. Also, hey, Minnesota, enjoy the feeling of winter because what Mother Nature has in store for us and the rest of humanity is a fiery hell of an existence for the rest of eternity. I'm not talking about you did something wrong. I'm talking about global warming, baby. So, you know, oh my God, it's so cold. Well, you don't have to worry about that in about five years. Yeah. Sorry, that's the way I feel. Um, I don't know. I don't, didn't you get enough of some? You're coming from a different point of view because it's not perennially, perennially hot there. Yeah. I'm pumped. It's like, if it's 70 here, I'm like, oh, break out your booties. Get into it. Look, the pumpkin spice stuff is hacky. And I like to think that I really led that charge in my special freezing hot when I was, I think, the first one to really joke about it. And then all of a sudden, the internet got a hold of it. Um, I really don't even enjoy pumpkin spice. I just like the mood of fall. Not so much Halloween. I think it's kind of a gross holiday. So you're still allowed to enjoy summer. I don't think you're really that bombarded with it, especially if you wrote this in August. Or by the time you're reading this, you're just covered in caramel, like laying on a floor, like you've been attacked. You've already been murdered by fall. Get into it. It's your right, your God-given right as a white woman to just love. I don't know that they're white. (laughs) But as a woman, as a woman in Minnesota, come on. Would take these small comforts. Like at this point, all rules are off in terms of like the timing of things. I feel like our clocks are so screwed up because just nothing has any meaning anymore. Yeah, it's not like you went on Etsy three weeks ago and ordered three velvet pumpkins ahead of time and have them prominently displayed on your mantle here. Did they arrive? Yeah, they're on my mantle. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll have to go look. I'm going to get some more. Okay. Good for you. I'm just getting into full mom mode. Can I tell you something? Speaking of mom mode, I was on stage last night at the improv. And I brought my own like Clorox wipe on stage to wipe down the mic. Yeah. And there's a piano on stage always at the improv. Yeah. And as I was talking, I noticed that there were smudges on the piano. And so as I'm telling my jokes, I started wiping them. And I caught myself. I I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, I'm becoming a mother because I saw, like in the middle of my set, I'm like, ooh, a smudge. 
Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Our fall's here. Motherhood is here. Hello, Ask Eliza Anything fam. This week is very difficult on military families. My husband was active duty and served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He got home from Afghanistan two days before our second daughter's birth because his unit's deployment was cut short and is still a National Guard service member in Kentucky. We're living in Pittsburgh and not super close to a post and having few people nearby who understand the emotional toll of this week for military families Mm. How do you suggest we handle the negative commentary about service members and their previous, quote-unquote, pointless deployments? Hearing about the 12 Marine who died in Kabul really brought up a lot of previous worries about future deployments, and thinking about calm blackout for these bases and families just rips me apart having known— what? Calm communications blackout. Oh. Just rips me apart having known what those feel like. It's hard not to get emotional and angry when people all of a sudden are military specialists and are completely (sighs) tone deaf to the pain this causes military families past and present. Yeah. For background, we're mid-30s. My husband is a CPA in his civilian life, and I work in mortgage banking. We have super hot. We have, I know, they sound hot. Two we have two daughters who we, who we try to completely shield from this, but it's hard given everyone has an opinion to share. On top of being upset about current events and feeling sincere pain for all the families of the Marines and those who sat and waited for calm blackouts to end, I'm afraid that the girls will start to hear this negative commentary and worry when their dad leaves to go to training exercises. The good news is he's not going to be sent back to Afghanistan. (laughs) I too am starting to become concerned about our future. I know this is a risk military families take, but the anxiety is starting to grip. No one around me really gets all of this and it's hard to cope right now. Thank you in advance. Love your podcast. I listen to it while I'm working from home. Wait, I don't understand. So this was, hold on. Being deployed was always a part of the gig. National Guard... I guess I wonder if that gets more deplored for like domestic things, being that yeah. it's the National Guard. I'm unclear what you're worried about. I think right now, especially, she has a lot of random people in her life telling her about being like a military family, a military member, saying things to her young daughters okay. about their dad. I have a very strong point of view on this because I'm a logical person mm-hmm. and. All of this stuff, like, we did it, Joe. As if Joe Biden made the decision in a vacuum to evacuate, you know? And people being like, oh, we left equipment. We always leave equipment behind. We have a fucking helicopter, okay? Uh, they're not going to, ISIS isn't going to figure out, they don't, they're not helicopter pilots. These are not specialists. These are like rural guys, like, picking up whatever guns are left over. It's like, oh, maybe the Soviets will come show them how to do it. Well, look at that. Look at how that turned out last time. So I actually talked to a friend of mine who um, was in the military for many, many years and works in like national security. And I was asking him how he felt because he, he said the same thing. He was like, it's amazing how people are experts at Afghanistan all of a sudden. People are just living in an echo chamber of what they hear on the news. And it's not that I'm not, but I'm just looking at this rationally. To say something disparaging to a service member who was just doing what they were told and who lost friends there or lost parts of their body or, you know, on a mission, which is we were trying to secure an area. This is never about implementing democracy. This is about maintaining stability in a region to a a quote-unquote army that really isn't set up um, patriotically, tactically, skillfully, anything like that. And enough was enough. So we pulled out. Um... But, you know, you wouldn't spit on a veteran. You wouldn't, if somebody boarded a plane that was in the military, you wouldn't say like, fuck you, nice try. 
you need to sit down with your daughters. And I'm sure you've done this. And I can't, you know, and say, here's what mommy and were you in the military or just the husband? Uh, no, just that. Well, you still sacrifice stuff, but mm-hmm. like, here's what we did. We were following orders and we were there and your daddy's a hero and he served his country. And that's all you need to know. It's not in people's purview to dissect a mission or anything like that. Because nobody's really mad at soldiers. They're mad at the way things are done or the way they think it could be done better. But every, it's all just Monday quarterback. And this will fade away, by the way. In the couple of weeks, we won't be talking about this. Um, I think what's important is that you make sure your kids know how you feel. I don't think they're saying that much to your kids. I have to be honest. I'm wondering, it's, I'm wondering if it's being said just like in front of the family. But that's part like, of life too. What your religion, your color, your beliefs, like there's always someone saying something and you just make sure, you know, hey, in this house, here's what we believe. And mm-hmm. and this is this is how we think. Yeah. And if you're getting like one comment a lot from people that's offending you, you can tell your kids like, look, here's the uh, here's what we think about that. And we don't by the to- way, it's all a lot of online chatter and people rarely will say it to a service member. They're rarely going up to someone and saying, hey, your life is bullshit. So people are real big in a comment. Real big in a comment section. Oh my God. I hope you edit this out. Yeah. Going nuts. I can see your butthole. Not you. Not you, the dog. Anonymous. How the hell do I stop getting so invested in passing flings? I'm 25. I don't necessarily want to date because I know that I just quickly spiral into, is this the dude I'm going to marry? Which is gross. I'm aware it comes from a place of needing validation and wanting to be loved. So I've been trying to avoid dating until I can choose someone because they are the right person and not just because they're there. I don't do dating apps or actively go out looking, but I travel a lot and meet plenty of dudes my age where we end up spending time together and then moving on to whatever country we're each headed to and eventually the talking dies down, which duh. But even though I know it's coming and I know these guys weren't going to be the one, somehow I'm always still heartbroken when it ends. How do I break this unhealthy cycle? Maybe don't have sex with all of them. Is that what you think is happening? I think I think you have sex and then there's like the release of oxytocin and you're giving like a small piece of yourself away. I know it sounds old fashioned, but um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like, think about what do you want to get out of this and maybe don't give so much of your time away to like random guys. Like you don't want to just keep getting your heart broken over and over. That being said, like this time in life is like perfect for that. And if you travel that much, it doesn't sound like you are comfortable with that life. So maybe like deep down, ask yourself, like, what do you want? You want a boyfriend? Then maybe either travel less or don't make yourself so available. It's, I think it's going to be really tough for it to have when, when you're yeah, meeting you very briefly and then you both part, like that's just, it's going to be really tough for someone to be like, actually, I'm going to change my life for this. Like you're going to have to meet someone at home. Yeah. You're gonna also keep in mind when you're spending time, like your heart's broken because you're like, this was so perfect. And it's like, yeah, everybody can be perfect for a weekend yeah. or a week. I don't yeah. want you like with a flu taking a dump, yelling at your parents. So maybe just like slow it down a little and think about what you want. And maybe, I'm not even saying you sleep with all these people, but I do think that that makes it a little harder. Um, yeah. But maybe focus more on like long-term stuff. I feel like sometimes it's like whatever the guy wants, like let's hang out, I'm cool girl, but you don't really want that. So do what you want. Yeah. But also and have fun. On the travel, I just think it's not going to happen on the traveling, during the travel. It's tough. It's tough. It's real tough. Welcome back to It's Real Tough. <laughs> Allie says, hi, Eliza. What are your thoughts on hanging on to old journals and diaries? 
I am a 37-year-old female and have journals in my garage from middle school and high school. Mm. I keep them, but I've never wanted to go back and read them, totally. and I don't want other people reading them after I die. There's nothing— Are you dying? There's nothing too exciting in them, I think. Just normal kid slash teen stuff. Should How I keep hanging on to the— 37. Okay. Should I keep hanging on to the journals in case I want to read them someday or trash them? Love the pod. I think you got to go through them and decide, because I What's have a lot there? of that stuff. Yeah. And like, what if you have a kid one day and you want them to see them? I think sometimes we hold on to stuff because you're like, what if one day? But chances are by 37, if you kind of don't care, you might want to trash it. Yeah. I think if you, I think you have to sit back and go through it because I recently was going through a closet. There's like all these pictures that like I held on to forever, but I was like, I actually don't care about like me and this random guy yeah. in a picture in Israel. Yeah. Oh my God, she said Israel. How could she? Or in Spain with like three girls that I met. Like, yeah. it actually holds no meaning. So I think as an exercise of releasing yourself of the grip of nostalgia, just sit down for an hour, go through it. And you'll naturally find your hand just like flinging stuff into the garbage. Yeah. You can always rip out the stuff that matters, but like you'll never look back at the majority of the stuff that you keep. Yeah. So why are you really keeping it? Yeah. Have a day where you like read them and you reflect there on you it. Go. Maybe you scan in a couple pages that are funny. Yeah, kind of get can... into it. But yeah, you definitely need to keep all of it. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hello, Eliza. Memory hoarder. <laughs> I'm a digital hoarder. Ooh. I keep all files. Oh, yeah, but that's different. You're like backing it up in case you want to sue someone. No. <laughs> just like, I feel like I have the photos from my phone just copied 18 times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Hello, Eliza, Emily, and the Snow Peach. I have a problem that I'm hoping you guys can help with. I'm 24 and mixed, Jamaican and white in case Eliza is curious. I am curious. <laughs> and back in November, I joined a dating app. I wanted to take it slow, hence why I did it during one of the many lockdowns in my country. I'm Canadian. I matched with this guy, let's call him Josh, in mid-December. Mm. Josh and I talked for a total of five days. It started off okay, fun, flirty convos, but then he started to make me uncomfortable asking me uncomfortable questions. And when I said I would not be answering those questions, he would keep going. I have anxiety. And after the four days, I would dread him messaging me, making me have stomach aches, et cetera. What are you doing? Block this person. What are you doing? I unmatched him on the app and blocked him on Instagram where we had been chatting and noped out of the situation. 
I'm still on the app, but since then, multiple times per month, he keeps trying to match with me. One day, he tried to match with me three times. I've been just swiping no, but I don't like that this is happening. It's been five months, and we talked for four days. Yeah. My friend says I should be flattered, but I'm creeped no. out. Your friend's an idiot. Should I match with him and tell him to leave me alone? Help me, Eliza. Now, you're on my only hope. And then three months later, update. He just tried to match with me again. At this point, it has been seven months. He even made an Insta for his cat and tried DMing me from that. Listen to me. Should I break my silence and tell him to fuck right off or just keep sustaining and maintaining? It's an awful part of being a girl um, is I have to endure this uh, with like random people who feel you owe them something or have something wrong with them. Um, I have one guy, a professional contact who cannot handle that I didn't give him a job on a show of mine once. Um, th- that I didn't, I didn't have the position to give out. And to this day, this is now. When was when was ask when was Truth and Eliza? Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I mean, what three four years ago? Yeah, literally last week sent me an angry message. D- went as far as to DM ask Eliza anything like, and this is an adult with like a full grown child who is a public figure. Like, and I think this person's like has like mental breaks or is an alcoholic. So um, my point is. And I just keep blocking, spamming, deleting. I never respond. You can't give it oxygen. And it's tough because you want to be like, hey, like you want to turn on your heels. They say if someone's following you, you're supposed to turn around and go, what? And scare them. But there's something wrong with that guy. I would reach out to the dating app. I would keep a record of all this if you can. But even if you can't, just be like, this man has been harassing me on your platform for months. Yeah. Is there something we can do? You know, they probably won't kick him off because, you know, his right to be a creep is more important than your safety. Yeah. Um, do not engage with him. And I would just be careful. You know, I, I feel like your account might be private if you noticed that like a random cat Instagram was trying to follow you. Unfortunately, it's not right. It's not cool. But like, this is just a part of being a girl is like constantly having to look out for your own digital safety. And I'm so sorry. And your friend that told you should be flattered is dumb. So offensive. It's so offensive. Well, he whistled at you and then called you a bitch. At least he's paying attention. Reach out to that platform. Yeah. Stay vigilant. Um, Make sure you have screenshots of every time he has tried to interact with you. Because I think, I would guess they, he can't get in trouble for trying to match with you. But I think the constant DMing from different accounts indicates a pattern of behavior that hopefully the app will respect. Make sure you have nothing online. I hate that I have to say this to you. When you go out, do not post where you are in real time. Never, never say oh, at brunch and tag the, Until the brunch you're gone. place. Post later when you get home. You, average person doesn't know this. I do have this because I deal with a stalker, you know. Um, when you're out with friends, like if they're going to post a picture of, you know, I'm not saying this guy has stalked you, but you don't know what he's looking at and you just don't know. And it's someone this crazy, like it could become an uncomfortable situation. Keep documentation just in case this escalates. I live my life doing this. I do this for several people. Like just, oh, there's that person again, delete, block. It becomes part of your routine. And I'm so sorry you have to deal with that, but that's yeah. what you should do. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, it sucks. Like, Talked for four days and he was like, I have to keep talking. Well, to it you. speaks to like some men that like feel entitled to like, we had something. And now, you know, in the future, if someone starts asking you questions that make you uncomfortable, peace out of there. You did the girl thing. We were like, well, I want to make sure he feels comfortable and I want to keep talking. We don't have to take every option and every opportunity. Your comfort is just as important as him getting off. Yeah. Hello, all. Congratulations on your pregnancy, Eliza. So very exciting. My question is simple. 
What has been your favorite part of being pregnant so far? I know it's a bit early for you and the and the little, but I always love hearing what fellow moms enjoy, to be enjoy about their pregnancies. Mm. I loved when my little girl would kick and you could see her move. I would push oh. back a little with my finger to say hello, and this would go on for a few minutes. It was she would take it as a feeling. sign of aggression. Sending all our love and best wishes for you and the growing family. And this Thank is- you. Her and her little party goblin, very so cute. Be- well, beautiful mom and beautiful baby, but beautiful those, baby. You want that? Those are the eyes you want on your baby. Yeah. You want those husky eyes Dude, on your baby. I want husky dog eyes on my baby. Yeah, that's a beautiful baby. Um, I feel tiny little kicks, and I think about like how soft and like unformed her little heel is. That's making the kick because it's like it feels like a gas bubble, but it's not. Um, I actually am really enjoying, and this as a woman, especially in Hollywood, but as a woman feeling the freedom to be like, this is my pooch. Like I went on Jimmy Kimmel the other night and I normally would be like, oh my God, do I look thin? Like I have to make sure that my stomach is flat. There's a freedom in being like, this body is what it is right now. Like I still work out, but not having to worry about your stomach area looking perfect because it is expected to be round is incredibly freeing. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. The rest of it could take it or leave it, but that's cool. I'm not getting extra hair, which is a bummer. My nails are kind of hard. Those are from the vitamins, though. Nails. Um, and just how I really enjoy the bonding with other women, as long as there's not too much advice flying around. Uh, it's a really cool thing. And it, you know, just one added part of being a woman. And it's just a cool journey. But uh, yeah, letting your gut hang out and making fun. fun of it on stage, having a little poochy belly. Yeah. It's fine because it gets huge if I eat a lot. Also really enjoying the self-control of not eating at night. I started implementing last night because my doctor said, your weight is fine, but you're teetering on the edge of what's okay. Did you tell your doctor about that pancake situation where it was still in your throat the next day? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. You're fine. And I also like that I do a workout and like, I do like pregnancy workouts and I like kind of like giving myself a break. Like, I'm Do you like that when people, like when you went to lift something and someone was like, whoa, like, do you kind of like people are looking out for you more? It's very sweet. It's sweet it's that, that other women are, are mindful like, and how kind yeah. men are. And um, so when we were in Las Vegas, uh, before my show, we went to see Magic Mike, which I highly recommend. You love Magic Mike. Chelsea Phillips-Reed, who is the MC, is phenomenal. All the guys are great. And it actually is, you know, it's not just a bunch of dudes like grunting. It's actually a very like elegant, like female forward show. It's just really great. Mm-hmm. The guys are so cool. And so one of them who was like, he came and he picked, because they come up and they dance on you. And they dance, yeah. he picked me up and I was like, oh my God, like I'm blushing. And he puts me down. He's like dancing on me. And I get nervous for a second because I'm like, oh no, like my belly, like what if he gets too close? And he leans in and he just patted my belly and he went, congratulations. And then he picked me up and he put, because he knew who I was. Yeah. Because you've put me back seen down. them before. I've seen them once before. And like, they just knew. And it's just nice. Yeah. So people are being nice to yeah. you. That's cool. Can't wait to really milk it. Really milk it. How are you going to milk it? What's your plan? Milk. Milk it. I don't know. Nothing. I don't need anything. Yeah, you're not. I don't know. You go to restaurants. People like look at you. Your tits are out. They look great. <laughs> Loving it. All right. <laughs> top of the cob. Okay. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is that I was called for jury duty. Uh-huh. And look, it sucks, but it is part of being 
in a democracy. Mm-hmm. Like as a citizen, like it sucks. But like if you lie to get out of it or anything, like you're a piece of shit. Like we mm-hmm. all have to do our part. We blocked off this entire week entire for you week. so that you wouldn't have anything going on when you were supposed to be doing jury duty. Yeah, and it took a lot of engineering, but I, whatever. But they've done it now. The last time I got called in and I sat in that room all day and then they let me go. This time they're like, check in the night before. And every, for a full week, you have to check in every night to see if they mm-hmm. need you the next day. And so far they haven't needed me. And that is bonus good feels because not only do I not have to go to jury duty, but I did the right thing. And yeah. also my day is free. Yeah, because we were holding it for jury duty. I love it. <laughs> That's my top of the cob. Civic duty answer. Mm-hmm. My top of the cob is there's a little, little drizzle today. Oh, really? It's like a little dark out. You saw yeah. it out there. I didn't it's know like, it drizzled. Uh, this morning. It was nice. like, I like it. Oh. I'm into it. I'm just excited any for break. it. Yeah, from just something microwave. different from the heat. I uh, was able to like wear a blanket in bed last night instead Ooh. of just sleeping with no blanket, just hoping not to die of yeah. heat stroke. So it's going good. My bottom is I'm sick of taking the garbage out. I'm sick of taking my garbage, going down the stairs, going back to the back of the building, going out to the dumpster, lifting the dumpster lid and hoping that like any water or gunk that is pooled on top of oh. it doesn't fall on me. Then I got to lift my That's thing a, yeah. into the dumpster. Yeah, well, what's yours? Um, endless shout out video. Endless. So what it was is the endless requests I get for making shout out videos. For individuals? For like causes. Oh, yes, yes. Like I am a doer. And if I'm going to be a part of your cause, I really, you know, it's it's one thing to be a celebrity and lend your time. And that really is some sometimes uh, very valuable. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I've been invited to tweet about like environmental causes, like a beach cleanup. I'm like, great, can I go? They're like, oh, we're not offering spots or, oh, it's not in your area. And it's like, sure, I want to promote these things, but I like to physically do them. Um, or like charity videos. Now, if all you can do to participate is that, like I can't like research cancer on my own, like that helps. But like, it's just endless, like, hey, here's a random cause. Could she provide a shout out video? And while it seems like a small thing, oftentimes I'm like, who is this actually for? How is this being edited? Is this actually moving the needle? Like you want to make it so that when you do help, it's impactful versus yes. constant. Like it's a birthday shout out. It's for someone's retirement. It's a hello video. And it's just like, nobody wants these. Yeah, if someone, if you're always doing it, then when people see it, their eyes are going to glaze over. You need to do it when it is truly meaningful so yeah. that people yes. can connect with like you Like I did that. stand up to cancer and I think that's an important one. Yes. Or like a big environmental thing, especially if I can back it up with an action, but just being yeah. one out of like a thousand celebrities and you're like, and give, and then yeah. they edit you in. You're like, like stand okay. up for cancer was cool because you did part of the telethon where you were yes. talking to people, you know, like who donated. You look at like small ones that you do and it's like, they'll have you record a sentence and it's just you saying one word and it's like, this is just about volume and we're not actually changing anything. We're not triggering any action. So, and it does take time because you've got to like set up the camera, set up the light, put on the makeup, do the script, put it in a Dropbox, send it in. Mm -hmm. And when you have a ton of other things to do and you've got like 10 of those to do, it really is. I mean, and it's like, oh, so hard, but it actually is stopping down to address something. Well, and because it's not just you going like, what's up? It's like following very explicit instructions for doing it correctly because you don't want to do it wrong. Correct. You want to say the right thing. You don't want to be shitty. Yeah. Anyway, that's a a niche thing. There you go.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.